Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every month we deep dive into a different aspect of cinema, directors, actors, genre, or franchise. It does not matter, because it's always fun at the Film Club. I'm Dean. I'm Becky. And this month, we're talking about animation. And this week, we're talking about... Onward. And for Onward, we have a guest. We have best friend of the podcast back, Ariel. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? We're here. We're ready to talk about Onward. This was your pick. Mm-hmm. After I tortured you last time. Yeah. Was not a fan of Crybaby. I was not. I'm sorry. But you, you actually got to, to pick your movie instead of hanging. Well, it I sent a her. list of different movies, and you sent a really good list. Yeah, we had a, a really tough time. We had other people come in and look at the list, and no one could come up with a decision. Road to El Dorado was probably the yeah. the highest voted one, but Becky decided on Onward because I, I knew it I meant something why. to you, and because it's fourteen, because it's you know just nerd stuff everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty nerdy. It was. It, it was, was pretty nerdy. It was the nerdy. right kind of nerdy. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't nerd face like in Big Bang Theory. This was like real nerd shit. Really, Sheldon. <laughs> real nerd shit. God damn it. But yeah. So why onward? Why? Why did you want to do the episode on this movie in particular? I know why she wanted to do it. She wanted tears out of Dean. I did. She I wanted like, to I break make the cry. man. <laughs> why? Because you have that, you know, that air about you. I, I'm the film guy. Nothing breaks me except for Iron Giant. Well, Iron also, Giant's a masterpiece. We could have, we could have done Iron Giant. <laughs> if you really wanted to wreck him, we could have done Iron Giant. Oh, Iron Giant's a masterpiece. But no, Onward didn't like make me cry. I mean, don't be wrong. Like it, it tugs at your heartstrings a lot. Like the last thirty minutes of the movie, there's like four different parts that are just like, all right, boys, we're just gonna just. Pull the heartstring <laughs> yeah. nice and tight. He totally hugged his dad and brother after watching the movie yesterday. Not accurate in the slightest. All right. Your dad's probably like, Dean, what the hell? Get off me. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what my dad would say if I tried to hug him, honestly. He hugs me. Well, yeah, He likes but, me. Yeah, he likes you. But <laughs> Dean, not so much. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so. Um, Dean knows what he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw my brother underneath the house uh, without a flashlight and locked him down there. <gasps> That's oh. terrifying. Why would you do that? I wanted to know what was under there, but I didn't want to go. It was underneath the house. It's spooky down there. There were spiders and stuff. Didn't you light the microwave on fire? No, I never lit the microwave on fire. <laughs> uh, I lit... Oh, God, what was it? I think I boiled over a pot of ramen on the stove, and that caused a small fire. I knew there was something with fire. My, you know what? My cousin did that at my house. She almost set my house on fire. She put the cup of ramen mm-hmm. in the microwave, which you're not supposed to do anyway. No. But we do anyway. It is what it is. It's on the box. But she puts it in for, I think, like two, three minutes, whatever time she put. But she put it without water. Ah, uh, yeah. S- smokes up, lights <laughs> the noodles on fire. Yeah. And the styrofoam. I mean, it's a bad combo. That's rough. But onward. It was pitch black. Like <laughs> <laughs> Those noodles were charred. <laughs> but onward. Uh, so this is coming out in 2020. The cursed year, the cursed month. Yes. this Because mm-hmm. this comes out like what? A March. week, two weeks before everyone goes into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Right when we got laid off. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it, it was a very dark time. It was yes. a dark time. And... I remember the movie when it was coming out. It had some, like, Disney was pushing it. They were like, this is going to be really cool because I think they had a whole, like, Disney experience thing tied to the movie or something, like a video game tie-in. 
Oh, I don't remember this. I, yeah, I, I do remember, remember it, it was like being con- like controversial because it was banned in some countries because there was one gay character in the movie that is oh, in one scene. Yeah. Oh, the cop? Yeah. yeah and, and I guess it was banned in like five countries because of it. That's so stupid. All she says is, you know, my partner. And it's like, really? Yeah. That gets a ban? Like, come on. But I just, I was just like, I remember this movie vaguely. And then it disappeared into the ether for three fucking years. Or did you remember it because of the sweet van? Oh, the van is pretty sweet. Guinevere, sweet Guinevere van. Guinevere is pretty nice. But we should probably tell people what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. So I got the, the back of the box here. You know? <laughs> always. 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 Let, let's <clears> see <throat> how many uh, takes this takes. Oh, God. I've been so bad lately. I haven't gone through a single one of these without fucking it up at least once in, like, months, I a think. Few, a few days ago when we were here recording, I think it took you, what, like, two, three tries? Yes. For one movie? Also, I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing it out there, guys. This is not a bit. Like, I just, I legitimately can't, like, read my notes aloud without fucking it up somewhere. It, it, you, your writing looks very small from here, and I have my glasses on. <laughs> you, you have to wear glasses. Obviously, you can't read from here. <laughs> you can't see. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm nearsighted. I, I can't see that far. And Dean can't see anything, and he's like, "Boo, check it for me." And I'm just like, <laughs> "What does what does this say?" I can't the. even I can't even read you know the cards that you give me. I I can't read that from here. See, that's the thing. It always is exactly what I say it is. If you can't read it, right? Mm-hmm. So what the movie's basically about is in a mythical world, magic has been forgotten and left in a time gone by as technology rises as a easier alternative but two elves have a chance to harness some of that old magic to meet their long dead father for one last time the two brothers hop into their sick van and is that on the box sick van sick van yes the two brothers (laughs) hit the road in their sick van doesn't sound like disney to me yes it's sick van with a cool you know art style on the side just saying sick van and hit the road Meeting a manticore restaurateur, pixie bikers, and avoiding the cops. Uh, oh, fuck. God damn it. And, uh, and avoiding the centaur wow, cops this is on their really quest. really not Pixar. I'm working on it. Avoid their centaur cops on uh, their quest. But once they have their final item for their spell, they will have to contend, have to, have to contend with an ancient curse if they ever want to see their father again. That's basically the broad strokes of the movie. <laughs> you read that how I read aloud in class. I always mess up. Oh yeah, I like. I sound illiterate when I'm reading out loud. <laughs> it is. It is so. I can feel the panic. It is <laughs> like, so oh bad, right? Because I'm like, I read constantly. I read books. I read magazines. Every. I read all the fucking time. But if you ask me to read aloud, it'd be like, the dog, the d- dog, dog <laughs> jumped over the. Mm, that's. Have I ever seen that word before? Okay. Th- uh, Brown fox, yeah, dog jumped over the brown fox to get over the fence. <laughs> I have a college degree and I can't fucking read you aloud. Have two. What is this? I know, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my reading aloud besides, so onward to the movie, onward. Yeah, I really didn't pick up anything that you were giving me in the bio, sorry. Really, really? Just the sick van. It's yeah. A sick... <laughs> it's a sick van. It's a bitchin' van, guys. It's a bitchin' van. Well, it's, it, the whole movie is kind of this urban fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. It's Everything has this aesthetic of being, like, basically now, like, 2020-something 
America. The cursed years. The cursed years, but it's all fanciful, you know, everything's elves and centaurs and pixies and manticores and wizards and this and that or whatever, mm-hmm. but magic's just not a thing anymore, right? Sure. Sure. I'm agreeing, yes. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I really like the movie. Did what? Did you have anything uh, you wanted to start off with this episode, Miss Becky? It really was a bitch and van. <laughs> that I, is going to be the we're whole gonna have podcast. A whole, the, a whole this is going to be the on whole Gwenity. fucking podcast. It's just hey, talking about the sick van. Hey, you've been talking about this for months. How you want your bitch and van with the art on the the side of the van, and you drive your van and listen to cassette tapes. We're finally here. I think you should trade in the Subaru and get yourself a sick van. I don't want. I can see you driving a sick van. Just. I'll put it out there. I am not even close to the uh, the Chris Pratt character. Uh, Barley. Barley. I'm not even close to that guy. All right? Not <laughs> even close. I like Barley. Hey, he's fun. He's Chris Pratt. So I he's, think, he's I playing Chris Pratt. I think they were casted really well. Yeah. Because, I mean, Tom Holland plays Ian. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, like, his mannerisms that he is in, like, let's say Spider-Man. Mm. Right? Skittish, mm-hmm. like, all nervous kid. And then you have Chris Pratt as the big brother. Just being Chris Pratt. Yeah. Be- playing, it's like a combination of Andy his, from Parks. Yeah. Andy and, and a little bit of Star-Lord a little bit. Yeah. And a little bit of Dean. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Oh, Lordy. Well, I will say, so this was like my fifth, sixth time watching it. What this. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I go. I in, mean, I like the movie, but five, six <laughs> times. Dean, I'm Jesus. A, I'm a Disney person. I'm a Disney adult. I am diehard Disney because I love Disney so much. Did, did you cry when the parks reopened? Oh, no. not, not the, you, you weren't that no, kind of Disney okay, adult? There's a difference between being like going to Disneyland adult versus like being a huge fan of Disney and what they put out. Yeah. Mm. If I had money for a Disney pass, I'd be there every day. Same. Just, I miss it. Just walking around, eating, going on a few rides. Getting Starbucks, hanging Get, out, sitting on a bench. Getting my funnel cake. They, that's Knott's Berry Farm has the funnel cakes. Disney has Disney funnel cake too. Disney yeah. has funnel cakes? Yeah, they're Disney, really good too. Where does Disney have funnel cakes? Maybe if you stopped hating on Disney and you know, oh, they're in my family land. took me there when I was a kid. <laughs> I burned out on Disney. I mean, Disney's easy to burn out on. Let's be honest here. I lived there as a kid. I, yeah, I did too. But now they're just a little too expensive. It, yeah, it's Sorry, very Disney. expensive. It's expensive. It's crowded. It's hot. Everyone I, you talk to I feels say, entitled though, and shitty. When they came back, when they reopened the parks, since they do um, reservations now, it's a lot easier to go in. And not a lot of people are there. Like, I'm not going to say it's like you'll go in and like a ride for like 15 minutes. or No. But, but it's You don't want to lie better. to the people. I'm not going to lie to you. There's still lines and there's wait times and stuff like that. But it is, it's less chaotic as before. Yeah, I still don't want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> he's very anti-Disney. And he's hating that Pixar broke him. He loved this movie. Oh, no, the movie is was great. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. It was really, really good. Like, I like the whole, because, um, okay, the, the guy that directed this, right, is uh, Dan Scanlon, I guess. I saw it and I, I read Scallions and I can't get Scallion out of <laughs> Scallions. my head. Dan, Dan Scallions. Uh, <laughs> so he also directed Monsters University and that made like a shit ton of yeah. money. And this was basically his like blank check movie. Like you get to do whatever you want, right? You you made us a bunch of money so you get to do whatever you want. And he's like, well, I'm going to make nice. a movie about me and my brother. Because I guess his dad also passed away mm-hmm. when he was like really young and mm-hmm. his brother kind of took that role 
And then the movie bombed like a motherfucker. And I was like, oh, I'm poor guy. Would you call this poor a guy. bomb, though? Because it's really good. So the movie cost $180 million to make. It made $142 million at the box Ooh. office. But that was also because of the pandemic, yeah, too. But, yeah. yeah, because they did. They this was before Disney Plus was like, it came out and it was it's started, but not a lot of people had it. This was like the first VOD Disney movie. Like, it's in theaters and then COVID happened and it was still in theaters and they put it to like VOD to try and like recoup some of its numbers. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this made it to Disney Plus for a while because I think they were still trying to make a little bit of cash from it. Oh, okay, okay. But then all the theaters closed because, you know, COVID. So yeah, because the- it came out before like actual shutdown, right? Uh, March it- 4th. Is the release, and then we got like let go. Yeah, we, like, the next week. we got let go. The so it was March 18th because the I had just given out up. everybody uh, Lucky Charm cookies for St. Patrick's for everybody. Day, yeah. and then the next day it's like, oh, sorry, you're being laid off. I'm like, what? Yeah, that was fun. Did my day. cookies not say anything? <laughs> oh, you're trying to bribe people, being like, hey, I didn't know keep, we're going to be laid off. Me around, no, we, right? we were under the assumption we'd be back in two weeks. Yeah, because they were like, oh, you're going to be furloughed. I was like, what the hell is furloughed? But I found out and then ultimately let go. This movie is very weird because it is kind of like the last big Disney film before the world just goes into lockdown Mm -hmm. and we're just in a massive shit show for a year, right? Yeah, so I feel like, you know, if COVID hadn't happened, I think the movie would have done a lot better than what it brought in. Yeah, I think it probably would have too. But I mean, the big interesting thing about this this movie is because it is like the last major release before lockdown, right? I yeah. can't think of any other movie like this big that goes doesn't get like you know pushed back. Because I think Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in like April, and they just pushed that fucker back until whenever, and they just released it on HBO Max. Uh, Black Widow, I think they did the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Black Widow didn't do that great either. No. Huh? Oh no, I think Black Widow did like like really poorly i think it's like the lowest earning marvel movie i think i liked it was it good it i haven't seen it i either. watched it in two parts because i fell asleep not because it was boring <laughs> I, 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 was like, really I like how when i asked was it good and you were like well and you just kind of stopped you're like ah, i don't want to i don't want to smirch my credit i don't want to say well, it was good she's a sleepy gal i'm a sleepy gal i'll, I'll sleep anywhere at whatever time yes mm. um i guess it did it wasn't boring but for me to fall asleep because I don't like to watch movies in parts. Yeah. Like, it irks me. I need to stay up and just watch the full thing. I, I can agree with this. So, I guess in a way, it was a little bit boring for me to, like, fall asleep. That or I was really tired. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I liked it. I wasn't, I'm not going to say it's my favorite Marvel movie, but it was good. Okay. But onward. Singing it five or six times. It's got to be well, a favorite. I'm, I'm a toxic gal. I just like to cry sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, the, the movie is a tearjerker, all right? I'm, I'm not going to argue that. The, there's, like, the whole, like, last 30 minutes of the movie is going to be like, hey, guys, are you crying yet? If I, not, it's it's going to happen. This was my, my probably, I want to say my fifth time watching it, right? Mm-hmm. I started tearing up when they're going, when the mom is pulling out the staff in the attic <laughs> at the beginning? the beginning oh my god and i said i said out loud i was like oh my gosh i'm already gonna start to cry jesus Christ. oh no Cause, okay because the movie what is that that's like what 15 minutes into the movie something mm-hmm. like that because yeah. because the opening of the movie is we're following ian ian and basically him trying to be like you know oh i'm 16 you know my birthday's happening i'm gonna like make some friends i'm gonna learn to drive i'm gonna be a cool teenager he's taking notes he's so cute yeah. it, it's adorable he's like <laughs> how to be 
a grown up. Yeah, and he he's puts doing the check new notes. me. New that's, me. That's what the list is is titled. New me. He has a little checklist. We've all done that. Sure, I, I have done checklists. So I, I, I feel yeah. him. Sure, we've all done that. That's not <laughs> weird. Because he, he says that he's not barley. I know, <laughs> but he also walks around with his field notes notebooks wherever he goes. Oh yeah, I sometimes need to write down cool ideas and stuff. So there yeah. might be a list in there, you know, the new dean. <laughs> God no, I, 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 I look. If, if we're talking about high school dean, I was never in an Ian phase at all. Because you were a barley. Yeah, he's and a total was, barley. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we get introduced to Ian. He is scared of anything. He's very nervous, jittery. Barley is the exact opposite, mm-hmm. uh, to the point of being embarrassingly confident in himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I'm, you know, you a did... little bit of that Andy character from, mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec comes out. <laughs> yeah, you know that's interesting. Because Chris Pratt, he is basically monopolized being the charming buffoon. Mm-hmm. For, like, his entire career, kind of? Not really in Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. He's pretty... He's, I'm, I'm going to look at you like this and he's mean, like, goofy. really? <laughs> he's goofy, but he's pretty smart. I'm going to tell you about the greatest hero of mankind <laughs> called Kevin Bacon. And I mean, he is. He saved a town with dancing. Who can do that? Ke- Kevin Bacon. They made a whole movie about that. Exactly. exactly. Only Kevin Bacon can do that. Have you seen the Guardians Christmas special? Where they say I haven't. Him? Also, <laughs> him being also, yes, Star Lord, charming buffoon. Because in isn't in the first movie he saves the world by just doing a, a random dance to distract somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. Ooh Child. Charming buffoon. I have the tape with me. I've got <laughs> Awesome Mix Volume One with me. Just just have that on your phone at the ready all day, every day? No, I think I, it's the physical one. No, I have the physical tape. Why do you carry the physical tape with you everywhere? Because I never could, know. Because I couldn't find Guinevere. I do have the McDonald's Guinevere van. I couldn't find it. But we have tapes in this movie, so I brought volume one with me. Yes. For for the wow. photo shoot. Mm. No, because I wanted to listen to it in the car. I don't know, but oh yeah, I, we do have a tape player in the car. Ooh. So we do. So we do. It's my car, and I forget these things. But yeah, but you know, we have Chris Pratt, and he shows up, and he's just embarrassing the hell out of Ian, as older and brothers do, as you do. Also, you how would know. old is Barley supposed to be? He's well, like eighteen. T- I they say teenager, and he's not in high school, so I would say between eighteen and nineteen. Okay, because I. I was kind of thrown up for a second. I was like, is he supposed to be like 21 or something? They're both teenagers. Yeah. Okay. They, the cops are like, oh, two teenagers. I, look, Barley could be in his 30s, but I think they would still call him a teenager the way he's acting, <laughs> guys. Come on. Let's be honest here. Well, we learned why he we acts didn't, we didn't, fearless. We didn't and... leave our teenage years until we were like 24. Come on now. I'm very mature for my age, so... I mean, uh, she's I, over it, there, uh, but sure, like, it, you know, it, 14 year old. You know, it took me a lot of time to get you to buy a new suit because you were still wearing your suit from prom. It fit. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know, well, the suit fit and everything. It was clean. I guess, like, for suits, they don't really go. It was a pinstripe suit. Oh, my God. I look pretty good in it. You no. can say whatever you want. It was a nice looking suit. And he's suit. not Barley. Okay. Yeah, I know. Where's Con- the beanie? Confidence gets you Oh my everywhere. God, don't mess with my game. All my figures are out. <laughs> That's another thing. Barley is like, he is a he's a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not like um, a Big Bang Theory nerd where it's like, oh, he's like smart and like socially awkward. He's like a nerd where he's like into metal music and like dragons like mm-hmm. he is that kind of fucking well given nerd. the world that they live in that makes sense though yeah because maybe that's his version of big bang 
It is. Or instead of doing And Dean's so anti-Big Bang because, you know... They're doing nerd face. Ugh, it's offensive if, to if, the if nerd culture. If that isn't the, the nerd pot calling the nerd kettle. Look, all I'm saying is Barley's, uh, you know, he's one of my people. Face right? it, you are Barley. I would be Ian. Mm-hmm. Probably why I... The reason why I probably chose this one was because it reminded me of you. Mm-hmm. I thought you would like it. And he did. He loved it. This is a way for her to uh, slide in calling me a uh, charming buffoon. You are a charming buffoon. You're, you're a golden retriever. You wow. are. <laughs> so, so much. So rude to me. And so he wears a compliment. <laughs> you, he wears a beanie. I mean, not today. Do you today. wear beanies? All, constantly, just, but not just, today. Just the one. Just the one. Just do you the wash one. it? No. Yes, I do. I take care of that beanie. That thing smells ripe. You got- it does not. You, and you found it on the street. I did not find it in the street, but it might have been a, a teapot cozy at one point in its life. That thing life. is huge. That thing could fit like a potted plant in it. So back to Onward, <laughs> the movie we're supposed to talk about today. We're, we're talking about it. Uh, so right around, you know, after Ian gets completely embarrassed by Barley, uh, they discover... Poor thing. Uh, poor thing. His mom is like... So I know you really wish you could have met your dad before he died in an illness we're not going to explain. Here, he it's left probably this cancer. For Most probably. Like he was tied. He was like tubed up. Yeah. It was magic cancer. And, and the fact that he was trying to, you know, hold on to meet his son was just like, that's, that's heartbreaking. So sad. I'm going to cry again. Well, is, <laughs> is, is, is this the first, like, heartbreaking moment is when he listens to, like, the, the tape of his dad's voice? And having yeah. a conversation with him. That, that was that's so horrible. sad. Probably another reason why I started crying in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Everything makes you cry. Ariel, easy crier. I'm, I'm a crybaby. Oh, yeah. My siblings make fun of me because it's it, for me, it's not a good movie unless I cry. <laughs> she's like watching Star Wars and she's like, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The Death Star. Oh, it's beautiful. Don't spoil it for her. She hasn't seen it. <laughs> Oh, God. She's only seen Force Awakens. Remember she told us that last time? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for you. That's why she's got to I mean, watch the I, original trilogy. I appreciate the, like the you know the aspect of it, like all the work that went into it. You got to watch the original you, trilogy. You seen The Godfather? You know, seen Don't really Jaws. It. I've seen Jaws. Okay. Well, she beats Brandon in that. True. One of our friends, who's a film person, has never seen Jaws, <laughs> and uh, Becky makes fun of him constantly for I've it. I've seen all the Jaws movies. Whoa. Wait, you've seen Jaw all like all what is it four or five Jaws yeah. movies? Also, I want to make a note. I don't make fun of Brandon for that. I'm still just shook by that. You know that he doesn't. He's never seen Jaws, and I was wearing my Jaws socks, so even my socks were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but but kudos, Ariel. You've seen all the Jaws movies. I haven't even seen all the Jaws. My dad movies. is an old soul, so this is why I know every episode of Scooby Doo because that's what he watches to take his naps. Um. I, I I know a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ariel, I know a lot of things. I know a lot of things. <laughs> She's like, I drink Starbucks and I know things. She does. Not even Starbucks, it's just coffee. Didn't anyway. I get you a shirt like that? What was it? Like, I bake oh, and I, I know things. <laughs> I bake and I know things, yes. That's me. And I still wear it. But yeah, so after our initial let's make everyone cry section of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, his, their mother comes down and is like, hey, your dad wanted to give away this magic staff she didn't know what was in it though she didn't know know, but she's like here you go this is something i never opened in the 16 years your father uh died well it was a gift to the two boys so yeah why is she gonna open it turned 16 or she said after you turned 16 yeah so 
She could have given it to them anytime afterwards. She could have given it to, you know, Barley when he turned 16, but she waited until Ian turned 16. That's a strong-willed woman not to peek at the gift. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Kind of reminded me of my mom, because my mom, she, you know, hides gifts, and then, like, years later, she's like, I was going through my closet, and I found this Merry <laughs> Christmas, and I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, cool, Walking Dead poster. This has been here for a long well, time. It makes oh, sense God. why she forgot. It, like, not maybe not forgot, but it wasn't, like, on her mind constantly. She was left with a dead husband and having to raise two, two boys. boys. And she got herself a nice boyfriend, uh, a guess. centaur. You know, Officer Bronco. Officer Bronco. <laughs> I like how when his uh, profile pops up on her phone, it's main man. <laughs> it doesn't. It, doesn't it also play like um like some Marvin Gaye song? Yeah, let's like, get it on. Let's <laughs> just like get whoa. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. I know, but... like Pixar, you are really pushing the boundary with that one. <laughs> it's good shit right here. <laughs> so there, this is when they kind of like have a look at it and they figure, oh, their dad was was a wizard. And he's gonna or into wizard things, in, in, into wizardry. And then the mom's like, "He was an accountant. He wasn't a wizard." No, but she did say, "Oh, he was getting into some weird things before he passed away." Yeah. So it makes you think: Did he try doing a spell, and maybe you know that made him sick? Because there's always a consequence oh, with spells. That's true. Ooh, okay, Becky. Oh, well, oh, well, I didn't even well, think about that. Well, res- resident nerd, you know, is that you know something that could be you know true? I mean, probably. Like, I don't know. I'm not the screenwriter. No, I'm but using you're... Becky's favorite argument when she asked me que- hey, when I asked her questions. I didn't not... make the movie. You're not. The, you didn't make the movie, but you're the constant DM. <laughs> but yeah, like it would be. It would be a thing where, like, that makes sense in the context of the movie because I think they make a point where, oh, your spells have consequences if you don't do it right, and things mm-hmm. can backfire. Because that's how Barley got super small because yeah. he was. Just poor kid, he was just so much pressure. So <laughs> I felt his anxiety. Oh, me too. That would be Dean, you know, you're not doing it right. Move your arms, do this, do that. And I'm like, I just, wanna make, do it. I just <laughs> want to make sure you do it correctly. All right, you know? and it's like, let me focus. But while you're focusing, I need you to do this. I'm like, let me focus, please. <laughs> I, I hit, I this, the this time that I've said I've watched this movie so many times, but this time I had a little different lens on it because I just wanted to see it. Not like as a background movie. I just wanted to watch it. Yeah. And I started focusing more on Barley as like the older brother. Because like instead of being mad, like upset that he didn't get the little wizard gift, mm-hmm. him being so into magic, he was yeah. excited for his brother. Yeah. So I thought that was cute. His... Dean would be totally mad if his brother got magical powers like, and the... he didn't. <laughs> well, Ra- well, okay. If my brother, Randy, used them for uh, or had magic powers, he would use them for evil immediately. <laughs> He, he would, would just he would just conjure up more books. No, no. Randy would get the wizard tower. He'd be up there in his big cloak. He'd shoot lightning from his hands. <laughs> no, he would become an evil wizard. I would put, he, he I would would just, put you know, money on this. No, nah, I think he'd be manifesting new books. He'd be getting, you know... I'll, I'll call him right now, honestly. Call him. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> He's, gonna He's reaching for the phone. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. I think he would be, you know, manifesting new books and, you know, he'd be having like Chick-fil-A, you know, just magically appear in the lair. What is it, the spells, the bombastia? He'd be doing the little fireworks. <laughs> that would be Dean. <laughs> Dean loves fireworks. <laughs> hey, Randy, I have a question for you. Wait one second. What would you say? I have a question for you. Sure, so if you got magical powers like wizard powers, would you use them for evil? Like, would you get the, like, the uh, giant wizard tower with the cloak, shoot lightning, and try and lord over a realm? 
Or would you manifest and get, like, brand new books and get, like, free food popping up whenever you want? I mean, uh, it would be hard to resist the temptation to, well, okay, here's the thing. I would be, like, evil, but, like, Thanos evil, like, for the greater good type shit. I see. So you'd snap us all away. No, 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 no. I said, like, Thanos. You oh. know, because, you know, it be one of those villains where, you know, I start making my speech and he's being like, you know, he's kind of making some sense. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> Bye, Randy. Bye. So we yes, we really didn't get an answer. Thanos, <laughs> but like Thanos, not snapping us away, Thanos. Just like, but I mean, I, I get Thanos's, you know, uh, why he wants to do it, but his execution was very evil. Hence, it goes to your point where he'd probably use it for evil. And this is why I would not want Randy to have magical powers. You'd be super jelly. Fun tangent, as it may be. But no, he does not need superpowers. Super jelly. You'd be jealous. Because, like, he was trying for, like, X amount of time to do, like, the spell or whatever. And then it wasn't until, like, they gave up and Ian didn't even try until he was, like, being all sad and mopey. Saying it quietly. and then He was going sparking. back to his sad boy phase. He is a sad he boy. He was talking to his dead dad's audio recording. Isn't that terrible? Sad boy. Super sad boy. He doesn't have any friends because he's so shy. Sad boy. A, a, a total barley that wouldn't understand. Yeah, he would. I, I had Getting arrested for protecting historical landmarks. Uh, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, God, no. I was like, ah, barley's a hippie. He, ah, dirty, he, he dirty hippie. He might have done that for Comic Cult when they closed down the, the comic book store. You know. I'm going to chain myself up. Yeah. Chain myself to the door. I feel like that's the only time that he would, you know, actually actively do something like that. This is a historical landmark. We can't do this. But but he was a nerd of his, like, you know, this, like, mystical realm that they live in. Yeah, and I love that about Barley, that he is so, you know, into the past and into their lore. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is part of us, even though we've progressed. And, ooh, cool, it's easy to flip a light switch versus, you know, trying to cast mm-hmm. a spell to light up the house. I also like how he's like talking to those little ga- the biker gang pixies, the sprites, the sprites, and he's like, "You used to using your ancestors, messed you guys up." He's so passionate. I love how angry the sprites are. You talking about my ancestors? Like <laughs> they're about to throw hands, man. Oh. Little hands. Because what is it? Um, like right, right after like they get the staff and everything like that, and they're like, "Oh, we now only have the bottom half of our dad because magic works like that." I guess it's also Pixar. 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 We're, we're not going to give you that. He wasn't completely. He, they didn't finish. He couldn't finish the like full execution of the spell. And then the because, crystal blew up. Yeah, the little phoenix gem. Mm. So cute. Adorable. But now they only have the bottom half of their dad. Uh, and I'm like, man, I'm really surprised the mom didn't you know do anything with that. But whatever. <sighs> I um, had a feeling you had. Go she has there. a bronco. Okay. Yes, she does. <laughs> oh. Oh, she has a Bronco, you who, say. Who also drives a Bronco police car. She I don't does. know if you guys noticed that. I did. <laughs> Subtlety. Thy name is Onward. And on the police cars, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it said, serve the realm. It did. Serving the realm. And then Dean was like, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's I a, need that for my car. It's adorable. All this, right. This time around, I did look. I did notice a like, few little things I didn't notice before. Like the the burger place, mm-hmm. um, something shire, and they're like, oh, you know, now offering second breakfast. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of like 
fantasy references like throughout this entire movie that are like okay yeah that's lord of the rings reference okay that's like a dune reference that's a this reference that's a that reference but a lot did, of D references but did you know that they actually got permissions from wizard of the coast to use things in the movie really yes because mm-hmm. i think a gelatinous cube is like technically like a like, Wizard of the Coast owns that. Like, that's not, like, a mythical, like, thing. Like, that's something that they made up in oh, the Oh, they 70s. really wanted to include it then. Yeah. But, um, Dang, yeah. how much did they I'll, pay for that? <laughs> I have no idea. But, yeah, a lot of... Like, I, I noticed that watching the movie. I'm like, this feels like... Um, did you see D&D Honor Among Thieves? No, I want to watch it, though. You should. It's a really good movie. Really good. We, we did a review for it on the podcast, and it was really, really good. But this feels, like, kind of in that same realm. Like, mm-hmm. this feels like a... D&D like movie just urban fantasy instead of like high fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get we get a manticore in this movie and the D&D movie we get Albear. Yeah. Isn't she... there a gelatinous cube in the D&D movie? Yeah. Yeah, there's a gelatinous cube in that as well. I feel like there's manticores in a lot of things cuz yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen um Grim the show. Oh, I love Grim. Grim is, I rewatched it. Yes, finally. I rewatch it all the time. It's so good. I told you you need to finish watching Grim. Oh, God. Uh, I think I watched a little bit of it when it was still on the air, but I, it's been many, many years. It's available Amazon. on Peacock. Ooh, and Amazon Prime. Ooh. <laughs> so there's no excuse. You can watch it. You can burn through it. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> but, but we really should be. But yeah, so they get the bottom half of their dad, and they are now on a quest to get the Phoenix Gem to... To get a new Phoenix Gem uh, so they can complete the spell and restore their dad. And that is when we meet the Manticore at, mm-hmm. the, uh, at the tavern. Manticore's tavern. <laughs> it's a rough and tumble place. I like they how s- they park like super not where the rest of the people are. <laughs> or maybe they enter to the back. I don't know. But I thought it was hilarious. That would be typical, Dean. You know, oh, there's parking up front. Yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going to park as far away as possible. I'm convinced this whole episode just exists so Becky can make fun of me. I swear to God. <laughs> you are Barley. <laughs> And the fact that you were fighting it, you know, we really need to make you see that you are Barley. I don't see it. Uh, so mm-hmm. they, I love when they go into the Manticore's Tavern and it's all built up like, this is going to be a rough and tumble. This is going to be like some real hard shit. And they open it up and it's it's Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Um, TGI Fridays. Any like kid uh, restaurant where they're doing like big Goofy's birthday. Kitchen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Manticore is great honestly I she is a stressed out restaurant tour yeah. owner you know she Octavia is just spencer she did great she did <laughs> and she is just like oh yeah you, you want the the map cool it's right here you know look at the the kids menu and... gives, gives them a box of crayons yeah <laughs> and she's like i've got tables to serve the karaoke machine isn't working i've got a lot on my plate did you notice that she's also wearing like little heels i never noticed that she's wearing like little heels and she's like doing and her she's thing. wearing like a vest too yeah. kind of like her an... nails were painted they i don't were. know if you guys noticed Yes, she she is definitely trying to live her best life now. Mm-hmm. You know, working in this restaurant. It's like, ah, oh, I used to be a rough and tumble bar. Now I'm doing kid stuff, and my life is a lie. And then she burns down her own fucking bar. It's it's great. It's great. I, I love that full circle moment where she's like, "That's right." You know, I I am a bad bitch. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, you know what? It's time to shut down for renovations and let's light this on fire. She literally was like, "Bye." Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Manticore goes from zero to to insanity in like five minutes. <laughs> the way she like they're in the car and she like rips off her sleeves and she's mm-hmm. like showing off her tattoos and stuff. It's like, dang, girl, you were like all stressed out, owner, two minutes ago. But then she came back. She's like, I forgot who I was all this time. Mm-hmm. And she's here. She pawned her sword. 
She did. Uh, she pawned, what was it, Curse Slayer? Is that the yeah. name? Yeah, the, yeah, the Curse Crusher? Curse Crusher. <laughs> uh, and they go to the pawn shop, and this is this has happened many times when we go to like a, a, a convention or whatever, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to buy this. And the guy's like, oh, that's super cool. I remember this from blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes from being like, yeah, this is going to be ten, uh, like $100. You know, we're going to price a little Oh, that so doesn't happen. All the time. All the time. <laughs> But yeah, so now that Barley and Ian, they're stealing the kids' menu because the real they, map got yeah. blown up, uh, they're now on a quest to find Raven's Point, and now the Manticore and uh, the mom are now going to chase after them to be like... Laurel. Laurel, because you fucking kids, stop this. You're going to And the Manticore killed. forgot to tell them that there is a curse along yeah. with the Phoenix Gems, so she wants to go help these kids so that, you know... They don't they get don't, cursed. They don't get cursed. They don't unleash a curse onto the world, and... Which, you know... And comedy yeah, ensues. It happens. Because mm-hmm. this is when we meet the Pixies. Sprites. The Sprites. The Sprites, sprites. The sprites biker gang. <laughs> <sighs> because, only Ooh. because they ran out of gas. Because Guinevere's little um, gas. Because uh, Guinevere's a piece of shit, honestly. <laughs> I mean, just he say. built that the, up, okay? This sounds just like the boat, you know. Oh, boo, you know, it might say full, but really it means like, you know. We're almost out of gas. <laughs> okay. And then hold on, I gotta shift it to O because O means onward. My- I love that. It's not drive, it's onward. <laughs> my my grandmother used to have an old like Plymouth minivan and the entire dashboard was shorted. So it was literally that like you like it's not like oh the gas gauge is always on full. It was just, like none of the things worked. So she would start it's it terrifying. up. Well she would start it up and she would sit there and be like, Okay, I think we got like like a quarter tank left. <laughs> I feel okay. it. Yeah, no, like my yeah, my That's when you know your car though. I think at the time my grandmother was like in her sixties or seventies and she'd be like, All right, I think we can make it to Fresno on this. <laughs> I think we can do it. There was a ooh, ooh, there was some there was some close calls in those in those old days. I swear to I get I anxiety to when the, the light goes on. I'm like, I need a gas station now. <laughs> when oh. it says like clearly, oh you have like twelve miles till oh. you like Absolutely run on E. That gives okay. you anxiety and not the time you almost drove us into those propane tanks at the gas station. <laughs> that that was nightmare fuel right there. <laughs> I did, I did. I, I took a little too wide of a turn. Oh. And hit the gas. <laughs> almost, I went to go put in gas. I took a little too wide of a turn, hit the gas, and almost, we almost ran in and <laughs> drove into some propane, propane gas. Just just because, oh. you know, you wanted know. to live life on the edge. <laughs> I think we both screamed. <laughs> it was one of those moments where we were just like, oh screamed, my God. Screamed, but then it didn't, didn't take my foot off the gas. No, it just kept going. I was like, but oh I, my God. I, I swerved and we got out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Guinevere's kind of a piece of shit van. Um, but She's the main character. She, she, is. she is a main character, honestly, because it goes like... The martyr. It goes like Ian, Barley, Guinevere in terms of important characters of the film. Yes. Actually, No. Ian Guinevere Barley. There, there we go. That that works out as yeah, a better he, important his, characters. He, he has more character development than Barley. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Barley's the same from beginning to end. Yeah, he Guinevere never changes. Becomes a fucking hero. She's a martyr. She she, she held it down. <laughs> and you know, if there had been no pandemic over at uh, Downtown Disney, they would have brought out a Guinevere van for, for sure. photo ops. So I feel like this movie would have really, you know, been a, a storm chaser a little bit because everyone's into, you know, the nerd lore, the nerd culture. This fe- It feels a little bit like it's kind of cashing in on some of that, like, 
Stranger Things is like mm-hmm. nerd nostalgia kind of mm. kind of deal. Yeah, because I mean, Stranger Things really got people into playing D and D, and you know, now that you kind of have you know this movie where it's pulling in Lord of the Rings, D and D, Magic the Gathering, it's like, oh yeah, I totally want to go see Guinevere and you know get my pictures with it, and you know, they should have turned like a the movie into a game somehow, a board game. Well, yeah. well I saw it was there was like a disney x something tie-in or whatever like a disney x but they're like oh I'll we're gonna do like an onward something like mm-hmm. they were gonna add character to some like disney game which happened like i feel like disney was really gonna put make a push with onward to be like we're gonna do toys we're gonna do you know uh onward the video game onward the lunchbox onward the yeah, flamethrower and seeing, it like, just any like stuff like those plush toys that they sell at the stores i if you go to disneyland there's nothing about onward I don't, and I don't really get that because I feel the movie has legs. Was it just because it came out during like COVID, so it had like three weeks of people being able to see it, and then it just oh, it died? does, it does have a tabletop game. Of course, Ooh. it does. It's Quests of Yore. It's Barley's oh game my from the gosh, movie. That's amazing. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> because you know, yeah, the whole pandemic kind of threw a wrench into things, but yeah, there's you know, it's on Amazon, it's on um, Shop Disney. But yeah, that's Barley's Dang. game. I would play that. I would play that too. Oh, we sh- if only we knew Honestly. we could have played it after the play we recorded. <laughs> we we should have done it before so we can review it and be Ooh, like this. You know what? The, yeah. the movie's pretty good. The game's kind of shit. Just I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, this looks pretty fantastic. I kind of want this on the lowest of keys. On the lowest of keys. Uh, I mean, birthday present. <laughs> early birthday present. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I mean, again. your brother is coming back from school, and That's he does true. want to learn how to play D anD. d That so, is true. And he wants to learn and from the master. What? He was totally. the one that, because I told him we were recording, um, we were reviewing this this movie. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I like it, but the the storyline's predictable." So, how do you guys feel about that? I'll put it like this: I pretty much knew how the movie was going to play out, just because it is that. Oh, I want to meet. You know, this person who's dead, right? Or mm-hmm. somebody who's left, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's the same story of like, oh, my dad left when I was five and now I figured out where he is and now I'm going to travel across the country so I can meet him and ask why he left. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is a story from a lot of like 90s kids, you know, teenage coming of age movies. Yeah. Granted, the end of this, I honestly thought they weren't going to meet their dad. Like legitimately. Because it, it was just like like just trial after trial mm-hmm. i was like they're running out of time because when they were in when they got into the cave they only had two hours yeah, yeah. i i was under the assumption the ending of the movie was going to be a thing where they're like oh it's too late we weren't able to bring him back you know i won't be able to meet you know dad or whatever you know i'm sorry ian you won't be able to meet your dad and Ian was going to be like don't worry, I, I think I already met him and they were going to hug. On the, I thought mm. that was going to be the ending. Yeah. But that emotional pitch of what actually happened worked way better. Mm-hmm. And there was controversy with it. People were upset that he didn't get to meet his dad. And it's like, you kind of have to... Oh, miss the fucking point of the movie, people. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, you know, you're missing the point. You know, we're... We could probably just jump to the end where, you know, Ian kind of, you know, Well, discovers... yeah, the, the whole middle section of the movie is just trial, air, obstacle adventure stuff yeah right? and obviously well, we'll talk about it because i mean a lot of cool stuff happens but it's just you know ian realizing that you know all these years he's had a dad mm-hmm. you know barley's been his dad and i love that you know ian kind of makes that last sacrifice where it's like you know what you should meet him 
Mm-hmm. You should, well, not meet him, but you, you should say goodbye. You should say goodbye because, you know. When he did see him, he was all tubed up from, you know, him dying, unfortunately. And I was wondering, is that kind of a, a tie-in with Guardians of the Galaxy? Because that's exactly what happens to Peter Quill at the beginning of the movie. His mom's dying. And oh. he doesn't say goodbye to her because he's so scared of, you know, she's connected to the tubes and everything. So I'm like, are we getting a little riff of Guardians? It, it also ties into the whole Barley character because he's like, I was so afraid to see him. And that's like my last memory of me not saying goodbye to him. And, and that's why I'm never scared yeah. again. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, I'm never going to be scared again. And he isn't because he's over here doing riffraff stuff because he's like, ah, he's jumping off the buildings and stuff. Great hood rat over here. <laughs> but he, but and then it's the whole thing. And I love that. Like, Ian's like, you know, I don't need to meet dad, but you need to say goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's, like, some... That's like some real good shit right there. That's that's a a real mm. brother love, man. (laughs) And that's when Dean lost it. (laughs) It's okay. That was the closest I I think I came to having, like, a little choke up moment. That was the closest. I didn't cry during the movie, honestly. Like, I I swear. But, like, that was the closest I got to being, like, I'm a little misty eyed over here. (laughs) Fuck me, movie. Ugh. Damn you, Pixar. <laughs> the, the Disney, Pix- man. Disney, Pixar coming together, right? Uh, it's Well, it's like the thing, right? Fucking Toy Story uh, is is a lot of people are like, oh, Toy Story, there's one moment in every Toy Story movie that will just break your fucking soul. Toy For Story me, three. 3. When they're all in the little, they're about to be in the incinerator. Incinerator, right? In when, two, when they're all holding it was oh my god they're just all like we're gonna go boys like Uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go down together it's okay oh no it's could you imagine it ended right there like it all falls (laughs) in the incinerator it burns and then it's like boom cuts the fucking credits could you imagine it's pixar they would never do that no 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 pixar would be those cold motherfuckers who would do it (laughs) no 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 it would okay okay they all fall into the incinerator they all burn up and then it cuts to black right and it cuts up and now they're in a toy store again right mm. and now inside the toy store yeah yeah and there's a woody doll on like the shelf right and then andy sees it and he's like oh yeah i did lose my woody doll and then he buys it and then it all like starts over again with like a new woody and there and then we find out the toy story is all about fucking consumerism and the evils of consumerism right well it's like when in, in the it turns into they live in the second one where buzz lightyear is in the toys in the toy yeah, barn yeah right and he's like they're like oh i'm buzz lightyear i'm buzz Star command yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I don't oh. think that was going to happen. I, I think Pixar did it, a good oh, job. It would be the darkest ending. Don't get me wrong. No, the way it ended was the darkest ending where he says goodbye to the toys and they're all sitting together on the porch watching him drive away. And what what does he say? He's like, you know, uh, so long partner or, you know, it's been fun partner. Oh, yeah. Wrecked me. I must start I, crying now. I, I made it through Damn. the incinerator scene. I'm like, I know Pixar isn't going to have this. I'm like, oh, no, he gives away the toys and moves on. I was like, ugh. I'm like, I never do that to my toys. All, Toy Story 2. Jesse being left under the tree. Oh, I, cannot, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, every Toy Story movie has the, okay, when you watch it, this is where we're going to fucking get you, right? <laughs> Onward, the climax, the whole like, oh, this was dad's wizard name. That's pretty lame. Yeah, he also wanted me to give you this and gives him the hug. That's the fuck you were going to get you to cry yeah. moment of this movie. I got a little misty-eyed last night got when it happened. Misty. A little bit. A little. Now you cried. <laughs> no, that that was actually last week. I found this uh, YouTube channel. It's called it, Cinema it was, Therapy. It was uh, Gods and Monsters. She just you know broke down in tears at the end. No, but there's this YouTube channel called Cinema Therapy and it's co-hosted by a therapist and a director and they go through movies and they kind of 
talk about, you know, the toxic parts of the movies, uh, what's real. So I watched, you know, Onward just to kind of give me, you know, perspective on what to expect. You watched it beforehand? I did. I wasn't expecting them to show Cheater. me the ending. No, but it made me cry. <laughs> no context made me cry. And then from there, I was on a rabbit hole. So I'm like, okay, so let me watch Up. And then, you know, even more tears. Why would you do that to And yourself? then I watched Coco to end it. And I was just Girl. like, I'm all cried out. So I think that's why I was able to kind of skate through <laughs> last night and not, you know, you know, completely lose it. But Never seen Coco. Oh, we should have done that one. That one's really good. Makes me cry. Every- <laughs> yeah. I The one thing I absolutely love from that movie is the the grandma's wrinkles yeah. on her face. I'm like, this looks so real. Like, I can feel the texture of her face. Yeah. It's crazy. It's wild. It is. I'm like, this is beautiful. It breaks my heart every time. But yeah, onward. Uh, yeah. So the yeah, the ending of the movie, like that's the like we're gonna we're gonna get you guys this is the Pixar moment. Yeah. Uh, but the movie for the most part is like it's it's a fun adventure movie for mm-hmm. like what the most of the movie, like the first hour and some change. It's a pretty fun adventure movie, and then it only starts getting like emotionally sad when Guinevere gets like broken up. We we talked about that in the car. We're like, oh my god, Guinevere when you know the he music. Sac- when he sacrifices Guinevere for the greater I bit. love the tape where it's Valhalla Rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the tape with us. <laughs> but it I'm telling you from like uh it just shows like how much he is the big brother. Mm-hmm. And he plays that role really well because I noticed like even when they're in the cave and they're drowning, he pulls him up first. Yeah. So there's like a lot of like selflessness as a older sibling. I'm an older sibling, so I felt that. That's why I, I always cry too. Because it's like Dean's always like, your younger sibling wouldn't turn into Thanos given magic powers. <laughs> My sister would. <laughs> like on oh, no, our your sister absolutely. <laughs> for, for the greater good, she would do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just want the sweet gauntlet. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> give, give give Randy the gauntlet and be like if you snap this gauntlet it'll end half the world he's like oh <laughs> yeah multiple snaps he's like well why are you doing that he's like oh I don't know these people Fuck yeah <laughs> but yeah um, yeah it, it's a very nice movie <laughs> it's very cute I just uh, even just like the small things like the unicorns they were so majestic and now they look like little just like street rats I know that's what I was trying to figure. I'm like, are they supposed to be like cats? Because they're, you know, they're hissing yeah. and they they look all, you know. And the dragons are dogs, basically. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to. Two really majestic animals in what we would see like a fantasy world are now just domesticated or yeah. undomesticated because the unicorns are out here in the, the streets. The cool thing, because I I looked into this right, so that is a more accurate depiction of mythological unicorns. In this movie, little donkey-looking unicorn, feral, well, well feral, <laughs> aggressive, and mean. Yeah, that's that's what unicorns are in like ancient Norse culture. That's that's more accurate, oh. which is more more you know, you I know. know that. There's a lot of Viking shit in this movie. Talk about Valhalla and shit. It's pretty metal. <laughs> I mean, you've got Guinevere with you know the, the sweet music, and you've I like got... how she when he like presses on the gas, she kind of like sounds like a, an a actual horse. horse. Press when the, the tires top, those tires pop. It does the galloping noise. The <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> very Monty Python with the the coconuts. Yes, and the uh, what is it? The, um, the parking tickets. The parking tickets start flying out. It looks like wing. The and air I'm, conditioning. <laughs> and I'll, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, 
That's when the true tears started to roll. This is so goddamn cheesy. This is so, so cheesy. He's sitting there in the dark. The perfect amount of cheese. It's oh, it's a fine Swiss. Oh Lord. And like I just I also I noticed like in the kitchen scene in the very beginning that the mom also has like the pink bakery box and hidden in the corner. I was like, how did I not notice this before? It was just like little things. I thought you were going to say she had like a Porto's box on the corner. Like, let's go. Yeah, Porto's. Porto's. No, it's called Orco's box because, you know, mythical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But even like the magic. I thought the, like the spells, Bombastia. I thought it was like the, so lame. <laughs> Bombastic side eye. <laughs> the, yeah, the magic in this is is absolutely some shit that only old, old D&D nerds would come up with. Like you? No, no, no. The generations before me. I wonder if they had like me. a like a like in the making of this and then writing it out. If they had actual like consultants of you know D and D players. Oh, I'm sure. It's it's probably the the the, the director. He was like, "Yo, I grew up in the '70s. <laughs> like me and my bro, we got stoned and played D and D. That and we listened to fucking metal, dude. <laughs> it was lit." Oh, but I also heard that the his brother, the director's brother, mm-hmm. didn't even know this was going on. Like, he had no idea that he sounds, was making this movie. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, like, obviously when they finished it, they were like, here, I made this. Yeah, <laughs> again, that sounds about right. You know, I bet you he cried his eyes out. <laughs> Randy would be like, I have no idea you guys were doing this. Like, does your brother not like, We talk all the time. He just never says it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that goes back to my point. Like, this is such a blank check movie. This feels so personal to, like, the director. All the aesthetics feel, like, very, like, precise to a very specific kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And it still kind of works yeah, for, because like, I, major I've never audiences. Yeah, but I, I loved it. I mean, I've tried to play Magic. Just, Doesn't... it goes over my head, the rules. Oh, it's not that hard. It's I mean, hard. it gets harder now because you know, Wizards of the Coast is a bunch of greedy sons of bitches. I, I'm, I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I like having a happy time on this show. Not talking about the shit state that Magic the Gathering is in. <clears throat> He'll be. Anybody s- want to talk about something else, please? He'll be back in it in a couple of months. It, it cycles where he's like, "Oh, I don't need no Magic cards," and then it's like, "Oh my God, we got to go to Frankenstein's. I need these cards now, now, now." It, it, it used to correlate to when a new modern set came out, but now it does not correlate to that at all. But whatever. So, yeah, onward. Uh, so what did you guys, you know, did you guys like it? Would you recommend it? You know, where is this in your modern Disney realm? Do you it's, wish? It's on my list on my rewatch. Mm. Same. So that says something. Did you wish this probably got um, pulled from theaters and just got released after COVID stopped? So we could have another, a, a real run? Yeah, it would have been nice. You know, I mean, then again, we didn't know the state of how the world was going to yeah, be. I, I watched it in theaters, but also... You watched it in... What, yeah. in oh, we should have started with... So you actually were there in the, what, four days before the world ended? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, okay. Because I was, I, was, I was like, I want to watch it. I had went to the theater with the recliner chairs. I was tossed it back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Cause, and you want know, to know why experience. I knew it was out, though? Because going to work, there was a yeah. billboard sign with them on, on Guinevere. Of of course, because yeah, you you have to drive so through Anaheim. I saw it. And I'm like, oh, like what a nice little movie that's gonna come out. So I watched the trailer. I was like, I told my siblings, I was like, guys, we gotta watch this movie. It looks so cute. <laughs> so we did, and that's when everything went to hell. Yeah. 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 So 
was the theater like packed when we went to go yeah, see it? Yeah, it was. It was packed. All the seats were taken. Really? Well, it's a Pixar movie. Well, I get it's a Pixar movie, but I'm I'm also like, because we they were already saying like you know oh you know theaters aren't safe. I think at that point they were already saying like people shouldn't be going to theaters. I'm it, surprised it'd be packed. It was after the shutdown that you know theaters you know finally fell was, into line. Yeah, it was definitely before everything started getting scary. Because I remember one time I was going to work. And the streets were empty. Yeah. And it had just finished raining. I was like, this looks very apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic right now. Yeah. So I mean, we weren't wearing masks at that point. It we was weren't. just, you know, we're Not hearing the this. Store. And then I th- I think that was the same day that um, the, the president came out and, you know, state of emergency. We're all watching at work. And it was just like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I remember I was going to Long Beach and I was walking through like the campus or whatever. And they were like, hey, you know, we're going to do like this is our last class or whatever before Mm-hmm. I think lockdown or whatever. And I'm walking through and it's all fucking empty. This is like, scary. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm guessing like professors were like, hey, don't even show up, whatever. We'll just email you when you have to come back. But like I saw it go or whatever because I didn't get a cancellation. And like I have to walk from one edge of campus all the way across like that fucking mile and a half. And there's Nobody. no one. Security's so empty. Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking weird. It's also the same thing when I go into like empty movie theaters. That's scary. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I always get like when um, the Dark Knight came out and there was that shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always get that feeling. I'm like, I need to exit strategy right now. Because- I was there that uh, that next morning after the massacre had happened in Aurora. I was there with a couple of friends because we had gotten like tickets for the... In for Colorado sh- or just in a theater? No, in a theater here. But okay. we got like, you know, um, first tickets of the day because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a dark night. We want to see it. And I mean, yeah, we were terrified. I mean, there wasn't that many people in the theater, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of the the movie going experience. And to go back to your original question, yeah, I kind of wish that they had waited to, you know, push this yeah, movie out. They did that with another Disney movie. They waited till to release it. Uh, Lightyear was one because I think that was when they held off releasing for a long time. Like it got pushed back a few times. But but there was um, something live action though I think I don't know if it was Disney because I know Wonder Woman eighty four that was like supposed to be released in theaters and then they held off on that for like almost a year and then they were like fuck we got to release it and that was HBO Max yeah uh, I the mean Snyder that, Cut was I another think it was one. Black Widow Black Widow was another one that, that got they held off on releasing it mm-hmm. because of you know everything that was going mm-hmm. on that again like Onward is such a weird movie in the context of this was kind of the last big m- animated movie before the world ends. I know what it was. What was Sorry, it? it was Mulan. Oh, Mulan. That's it was Mulan. Right. Mulan, yeah. that's right. Mulan. Yeah. Oh, God, Mulan. Because we talked a... about that at work. You know, we, we, we wanted to go see it. That movie was trash. That was trash. I heard nothing but horrible things about that movie, and the behind the scenes was also, like, horrible show. Like, it... so so it was just a horrible movie? Uh, I watched it. I didn't. I'm... I'm... I'm a very, like, I like the classic movies, so I wish they would have implemented more of the original movie into it. Like, there's no Shang. We live for Shang. Why did you have Shang in there? You live for Shang? Yeah, they changed her name. It wasn't, it wasn't Ping. It was something else. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're going to, you know, you know, bring this classic character to life, it's like, you know, bring it, you know, as much of the story mm-hmm. as you can. There's no singing. I, I want to make a man out of you. It was not, it was not in there. I mean, we have the new Little Mermaid that's coming out soon, and you know that's pretty much a remake of mm-hmm. the classic movies. So it's like, yeah, how are you gonna do Little Mermaid and not have Under the Sea part of your world? Poor Kiss the girl. Yeah, it's like, how are you not gonna be able to do that? I honestly, I know that 
some people are like, oh, I don't want to see Little Mermaid for X, Y, and Z reason. And I'm like, guys, it's a live action Disney remake of an animated film. It's probably just not going to be good. I, I don't mean, think there's ever been a live action. Beauty and the Beast was nice. Was yeah. it was nice? Yeah, it was, was nice. it as good as the original? The thing is, Emma was Watson as... isn't a singer, so that's that was my 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 mm-hmm. big thing that I had. A... But she was a wonderful uh, Belle. Belle. Yeah. Well, she's a good actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like okay, so Beauty and the Beast, and that's it. And there's like six other ones because like the Lion King one, I know made a bunch of money, but I'm like that's just. It's, it's it was a little anim- weird for me. It's and weird. And the Aladdin one, I didn't even bother watching that one. I didn't one. like that one either. I think there's a Jungle Book one. The Jungle Book one is good, though. Was it good? I mean, there's a ton of Jungle Book live action movies. The, that yeah. one specifically, because I think that was the first one where they did like animated, uh, with the like CGI, CGI. CGI um, animals. Mm-hmm. And that was by Jon Favreau, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jon Favreau is a weird, a weird director for me, because he is like, he just does like what ever the fuck like he's him and, is good it's he's, really it's really nice and him and dave filoni together they work on the mandalorian mm. and it's just amazing oh, both you, of you guys look, please he's, please i've been begging you for years I know, I know. john favreau goes from doing like wedding or, or what is it uh, uh um it's not is it swingers i think it's like swingers fucking um uh, he's an iron man he, Happy? well he, he, di- Happy. he directs <laughs> iron man yeah he directs iron man he does chef oh. he does like the jungle oh, book chef movies is such a good movie d- you gotta watch chef like but i'm like john favreau is one of those like journeyman directors where i'm like you could just give him like a hundred million dollars and he'll just like make whatever fucking movie you ask him and it's gonna be good yeah like i fascinating fascinating director but yeah um also, fucking Onward. What were Onward, we talking about? Onward did get its premiere because it came oh, out it did. right before uh, the pandemic, you know, really went into effect. But it was also nominated for Best Animated Film for mm-hmm. that I year. I think the animation was beautiful. Yeah. What What was the... I'm wondering what its competition was. Well, you looked that up. Uh, when I was going through the credits last night, I saw that Peter Doctor was attached to it, to the film. And I was like, Peter Doctor was attached to the original Monsters, Inc., Up, all these movies that mm-hmm. really just, you know, go for the heartstrings. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, there's there's something special about Peter Doctor. I mean. And just like not a lot of people know about this movie. And I'm so sad because it's so good. Like I had to tell my cousin to watch it. And then I made she made her boyfriend watch it, who he lost his dad when he was really young. So poor guy was yeah. waterworks all the way around. I feel like this movie kind of got like the same treatment that Up got, where mm-hmm. people were just like, "Oh, it's, it's a floating house," and I mean there wasn't a lot of like merchandising with it. Because but Up, now everybody loves Up. Yeah, and Up came out the Up, year that Up I becomes like one of the quintessential Pixar movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that came out the year that I graduated high school, and I was like, you know, yeah, I remember that time, and I don't remember seeing I too didn't much. Go to the theaters to. Me either. The first time I watched that was in my mom's minivan because we bought the DVD and we popped it into the little, mm-hmm. <laughs> the built-in uh, movie thing. What are, they, what are they called? The DVD player. No, I know it's a DVD player, but what are the ones? The, the are drop- they called something when they're in the cars? No, there's still a DVD. Yeah. Well, yeah, the DVD like player that has the screen that pops mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. I just called it a DVD player. Okay. I didn't. I didn't have one. I, that was for rich people. But, you know, we weren't rich. But, but that's how I felt like this movie kind of got that same treatment where, you know, it's a really great film, but it kind of just kind of got neglected. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found it. So, the Oscar for Best Animated Features of 2020. We have Wolf Walkers. That was one that was nominated. Shaun the Sheep movie, <gasps> Farmageddon. The sheep. <laughs> that was also nominated. Over the Moon, which was also nominated. Yeah. Onward, nominated. But the winner 
is Soul. Oh, Soul, Soul was, came out the same year? Soul came out the same year wow. and was I think the later winner. on in the year. But Soul was good too. Haven't seen it yet. Yes. It, it's cute. The animation in that one, everything looks real. I, oh, I mean, Soul came out in December. That's probably yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really behind in my Pixar movies. I mean, I haven't seen, you know, the second Incredibles movie. Um Girl, that one's so cute. Luca. Like, yeah. Luca. <laughs> all the movies make me cry all the disney movies i'm, I'm just trying to each think. one of those made me cry oh God. all of them Every, everything, everything makes, makes her cry, cry. <laughs> she watches monsters university and she's just tearing. i did <laughs> oh my god i don't think monsters university made me cry it's animal house but animated monsters inc made me cry i went to go see that in the theater when, when i came they, out when they fight like even in onward where he lies about his brother being a screw up. Oh, like that yeah. hurt because he's over here trying to do his best, like just living life and his having his younger brother be like, "Yeah, he's a screw up." And there's no way he he was trying to recover from saying that, but it's like the magic doesn't lie. Is that true? Magic doesn't lie. Oh, magic lies all the time. <laughs> I'm a I play a bard in D and D, and I constantly of lie. Of course, you are <laughs> a Constant. bard. Of course, I am. We've been over this. Are you the Chris Pine bard? Yes, actually, they based that character off of me. I swear oh, to God. God. <laughs> Look, there's a reason I loved the D and D movie. Is watching it, I'm like, yeah, no, I've I've played that character. I know, I know, so many people. I know Matt played that character. Greg's played that character. Like watching that lineup, I'm like. Yeah, no that that's the that's the table. Yeah, that's the table where you. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, so onward though, I uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, any any last words on onward? I want to I want to watch it again. Well, recommend it. <laughs> how did you like the portrayal of magic? Like, how did it look like to you? Did it look real? Did it look obviously it's not real because it's animation. <clears throat> Magic's not real. I don't know why I have to keep explaining. Okay, I play D and D. Okay, calm down, sir. I think one thing we forgot to talk about, major thing, the dragon, the little like uh, mascot, the, the dragon. <laughs> the okay, the dragon dog or the or the cursed dragon. The monster. cursed dragon. Oh, with his stupid little face. Because Aww. you know they're on the quest to get the what's the gem called again? The phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, phoenix gem. Phoenix gem. And, you know, they go on this huge journey, you know, they're off-roading, and then it leads them back home to the... That pissed me off. Oh, yeah. I was like, they went on this whole entire journey when it's right across the street from their school. And it's kind of like, you know, was it intuition for Barley that, you know, he was trying to preserve this, um, what was it, like a... It was a fountain. A fountain? Like, you know... But they still needed to go on the journey because they needed that little piece to the, unlock yeah, it. Yeah, they needed the It's piece. not about the destination, man. It's, it's about the journey. journey. And it was because that's how Ian realized, like, I had a dad this whole entire time. Yeah. And, you know, it like, Ian realizes I had a dad this whole time. Barley realizes, like, you know what? Maybe maybe I shouldn't be such a weirdo, you know? It, it really worked itself out. But mm-hmm. also, trust your gut. Trust he was like, I've gut. never... <laughs> this is old reliable. <laughs> Shaking his belly. I was like, that's such a Chris Pratt thing I've ever seen in my life. Mike Dima told me to do something like that. I'm not Chris Pratt, I swear. He's Andy. Yes. Nah, he's Barley. Well. Uh, you are Barley. But uh, yeah, we finally get the dragon. Mm-hmm. And I love his goofy face. He's just made up out of the school. It's like he starts taking pieces out of the school and he looks like all like beefed up with rock. And then a little mascot face. Adorable little <laughs> dragon mascot face. And this is when uh, the Manticore and the Laurel. mom. And Laurel, the mom. She's a mighty warrior. She's a mighty warrior, and it's adorable. <laughs> Using her Tebow moves. Yeah. She's just like, like you know. I like how you put the music on, and she's like, like yeah. Ah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, and they uh, they manage to like fend off the dragon, but to do that, Ian has to leave Barley to like wait for his dad to be summoned, and then you know that Bar- sacrifice was beautiful. And we talked about that because you know Barley gets to say goodbye to his dad, and it's fucking adorable. You know, it's 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 adorable. And it's like everyone left with something. You know, Laurel saw. Yeah, I am. She a fought. She fought to have her kids have this one last chance with their dad. Yeah, because it could have been a thing where you know I'd like to see my husband one last time. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's she like, moved on. She got that bronco. Doesn't mean now. she doesn't love her husband no. still. It's still her husband. Oh, oh no, she got that bronco now. <laughs> She, I think she good. got the mighty Steve. She got the <laughs> she got the main man now. That I think was one of the funniest parts of the movie where she's like, You forgot your keys. He's like, No, I didn't. And he takes off <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the flowing mane and he gallops off. He, the, his slap. When he slaps himself. <laughs> He's like, I just need a little bit of a incentive before I take off for work. <laughs> like that was so unnecessary, but I kind of enjoy it because he was like, boom. Ah. <sighs> But see, yeah, she was good, you know. Ian, he got he found his dad. Barley got to say goodbye. The way that he's like in the rubble, like looking at his dad. I'm like, that's so sad. <laughs> like he's right there. Yeah, he could easily. He all he had to do was jump over the rubble, though. Just, but he had like hurt his leg, and then oh, that's true. the he staff, you know, landed outside of the rubble. So it it also works great, like cinematically, and how they do it, where we never hear what Barley and his dad say. We just yeah. see it from afar. And I'm like, that's, that's true that's because perfect. Barley could have lied. Yeah. I'd be like, he said this and this and this, hmm. you know. Could you imagine? He's like, yeah, you know, I talked to dad and he was like, oh, you know, Barley, I missed you so much. How's Ian? And Barley's like, he's doing okay. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I never thought he'd turn out well. <laughs> like, he turns <laughs> he out. He didn't say that. Turns out his dad's just a total dick. <laughs> he's I like, guess... oh, you grew up to be a uh, shit. I see how it is. A character uh. we don't talk about, though, is his dad being half bodied. Throughout the whole movie, how does he yeah. feel? Does he does, obviously we, he we, knows it's his kids? We referenced it, you know. But still, it's like, does he? I don't know. I guess I don't understand the magic of it. The yeah. little tapping of the feet—that was so cute. Well, because that's because <laughs> that's the thing, you know. They're like Barley's, like, oh, one of the only memories I really have of Dad is I used to tap, you know, uh, shaving a haircut on his foot or whatever, and like that's he does that to his dad, and his dad's like, oh, my kid's here, and mm-hmm. he's gonna like. Tap around with his foot, try and figure out what's going on. Like that's like a cute little conceit of the movie that I'm willing to look past because it don't really make a whole lot of sense. Also, does he have to use the bathroom? Does yeah, his, does like his kids I have think to like logically, him? like does he know? Because he's only like half only half his body. Does he know? Like, can he? Is his other part of his body somewhere else? But he knows what's going on. Like they talk to him as yeah. if he can hear them, but obviously he can't because he's only legs. Also, I like I'm that. I'm still trying to figure out the bathroom section. No, I just like that they use the the dog leash on him to to <laughs> keep him. <laughs> like, Dad, come on! I like how they even put like a top on him, and it's like even in the gas station where the sprite is like yelling at him, and he goes, "Yeah, I love the attitude." <laughs> that just you know, <laughs> the pretend top half of him when he has like his uh, feet on the dash, and he's just like leaning out the window. I thought, or when they're trying to escape the sprites. And, you know, he goes almost flying out the window and he's just like shaking his fist. <laughs> and they're beaming <laughs> and like, getting all pissed off. <laughs> Causing a ruckus. Doesn't even know it. And he was still wearing the purple socks. He was wearing the purple socks. Has he been wearing those same purple socks since college? I'm also confused. I'm like, does, are they getting like the best version of their dad? Or are they getting like, oh, dad, like seconds before he died kind of dad? I'm assuming it's just like a memory 
But then again, we don't understand the magic. We didn't get any backstory on that. We don't. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing I did notice this time around is that in the beginning of the movie, where they do that little like uh, scene of like how the world was before Mm -hmm. this time, Mm -hmm. it's the dad narrating. The only reason why I know this is because I had the captions on. It was like, Wilden says. Oh. And it's word for word what he says in the letter that he has attached to the staff. Interesting. And then Ian does the same monologue mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming full circle. Mm-hmm. that my people. It's Kino. <laughs> uh. the, the tears are welling up in Dean's eyes as we speak. I'm fine. <laughs> I swear. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was so beautiful. Well, yeah. Any any last words for Onward? Should we do favorite characters? <laughs> sure, why not? It's Guinevere. I don't know. The best character of the film. That That's mine, Guinevere. <laughs> oh. What about you? My favorite character. It's going to be the, it's going to be the dragon dog. Nah, he was kind of annoying. <laughs> you You wouldn't have a dragon pet dog? I have a dog right now, and she's a puppy. She's so annoying. Do you want a kitten? I have a lot of kittens I, ha- I need to get rid of. I already have lots of cats. Yeah. I don't need more. But these ones are like weeks old, and they're adorable don't and tiny. Don't tell me that, because I will take them. There's, I, I have, have a bundle any, no. of eight. There's oh, a box of them. Yes, I do. <laughs> does. Bundles okay, stop, of stop, kittens. Stop, stop. Okay. okay, I'm realizing from this experience that I'm definitely a cat person. Nothing wrong with dogs. Just they require more attention yeah. than cats, because cats do their own thing. They do. Like when I left my house, my cat was had her feet kicked up on my pillow. Like, <laughs> sounds about right. And she looks so cute. So, not the dragon dog, but I guess my favorite character probably Barley. I just like how enthusiastic he is and just being because I am an older sibling. Yeah, I relate to him a lot. I'm not Barley because he's chaotic, <laughs> but he's a chaotic good. No, really? yes, yes. You're not like Barley at all. Really? I would say I'm a no. mix between Barley and Ian. I have anxiety. I, you know, I'm very shy sometimes. <laughs> I'm very introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. So yes. I have my time where I can be charismatic. But then once I've hit that threshold, I'm just like, okay, bye. Going home. Never see me <laughs> ever again. Ever again. <laughs> but yeah, 1010 recommend all the way around. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. <laughs> I, I, would give, I would give it a big, big recommendation. I gave this. Four stars on Letterbox. Four or five. Why four? No, that that's actually that's, good. That's for hard. Him. That's hardcore. That's good. Yeah, usually I can't get a score that high out of him. You oh. got a score the last time we recorded. Don't worry. It you was good. gave. What did you give? Was it Fablemans or Gods and Monsters? Gods and Monsters was a four. Your movie was a four. Don't worry. Why? Why? Okay. Why the low score? Also, though? We're, we're is it because it's like a little bit on the out cheesy? Of five kind oh, of thing. oh, okay. I thought it yeah. was for some reason. I thought it was ten. Or I gave it a four out of a hundred. You know, it's pretty good. That sounds good. about yeah. like Dean's rating right there. What hardcore. don't you like about it? Is it because it's a little, it's a cheesy, on the cheesy it's side. It's a cheesy, it's, it's a, a little cheesy. It's, uh, the humor in some sections feels a little like cringy humor. Mm. When his brother shows up for his friends and he's showing ass crack and the car's <laughs> doing bad. And I'm just he's like, like, he's like, oh, how embarrassing. And then he squats down. Kettle. And- yes. <laughs> I hate myself. This is why. Um, I've seen that crack many a time. Uh, but yeah, like I think I think it's a thing where it's like it's it's obviously pitched for like a younger audience that I'm just not a part of, and it's mm-hmm. a thing where some of the humor is a little goofy, but the message is like really really good, and I really do think the characters and chemistry is really well mm-hmm. works really well. 
Um, and I loved all the fun references, and it was very nice. But yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. It's just so a masterpiece. It, it, I guess. I give it a four out of five, too. Mm. That's a five. Yours is a ten. <laughs> She's like, it goes onward, the Godfather, um, Citizen Kane. I just like feel good movies. I like the movies that make me cry, even if it's like a happy cry, sad cry. You'd have to give her a real difficult one, like Onward or The Mummy. Onward or Singing in the Rain. I'd probably still pick Onward. Wow. Only because it just, uh, maybe I am naive and like to live in this fantasy world, but I just like, there's good things. I like the mystical, the fanciful. <laughs> the fantastical world of Onward. Exactly. So have we decided, are we going to get Quest Sayor and play? <laughs> I'd be down. I, I'd play it. Find out next time on the <laughs> Film Club Podcast if they actually play pain. this game. <laughs> he totally wants to play. <laughs> Uh, but what are we what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, new month, new theme. Uh, kind of sad to see animation month go. Uh, it was a good month. It was a good month. Let us know in the comments if you guys liked you know guest episodes for every episode of the month. But uh, next month is movies about movies month, and it's curated by me. And we're starting with a new movie that Dean and I have never seen before. The Fablemans. Yeah, Ooh. Steven Spielberg. That's uh, the movie that everyone thought was going to win the Oscar, and then everything, everywhere, all at once was like, nah, nah they dick. everything. <laughs> it won like eight Oscars. Oh. It won a bunch, and Fableman got zero. Yeah, got nothing. It looked good. It was, I'm, I'm excited and to And to be nominated, I feel like it's already a pretty good movie. And it was also filmed right down the street it was some oh, of yeah. it was oh yeah we can like we can now show you, you. Well, yeah, it's a well, hundred feet out this door you know oh. where we park mm-hmm. that street no way yeah 100%. i've got pictures okay but if they wanted to listen to that where can they go if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts and youtube you can go to our youtube channel the film vault that is the film vault on youtube eventually dean will remember to upload video versions of this podcast someday someday <laughs> in the long long from now but if you also wanted to follow us on social media you can go to the film club podcast on instagram where we post daily stories upcoming episodes and random adventures we go on and if they wanted to follow ariel where can they go? You can go at the Cookie Den on Instagram and Facebook. You can get cookies there. Yeah, yummy, yummy cookies. We got cookies today. Yeah, so excited. Did. Is that the first thing you you asked? <laughs> they... That was the first thing that Dean asked. Did you bring the cookies? I'm just it? throwing it out there. I didn't even have Good to ask. Cookies. I, I recognized the box. I was like, ooh, there's cookies coming. There's Imagine if I showed up and there wasn't cookies in theirs. <laughs> free recommendation. The cookies are good. Go get the cookies. Order them right now. Right now. Yes, order them. Don't even finish this podcast. Order it right now. <laughs> right now. But uh, with that, we'll see you next week at the Film Club. Let's move onward. <laughs>